What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I'm Jordan Palmer, joined, as always, by Charlie Budd. And today, it's a little bit of a, a throwback Tuesday to the very first episode of the What You Got podcast. This week, we're going to be discussing the 2022 Oscar nominations. There have been a number of great films that have been brought to theaters this year and a number of wonderful performances, not only in front of the screen, but also behind as well. So we want to definitely dive into that. But there's... We can go, you know, we can we can play around with this one. This is, I think, going to be a, a fun one because I know you've seen some, some of these movies so far. I have as well. And I just want to know where you want to start with this one. So with that, 2022 Oscar noms. Charlie, what you got? All right. Why don't we start off with the actor in a leading role here? Uh, I'm glad you chose Let's that. just kick it right off here. So our nominees, you know, going into it, we got Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, and Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. Now, um, okay, so I haven't seen every movie here, and that's okay, because this is not our episode we're going to do the predictions, and so we're here to just kind of react to the nominations that came out two weeks ago. Let's talk about them. All right, Palmer, what are your thoughts here? I haven't seen Power of the Dog or... Uh, King Richard or being the Ricardos. I've only seen Tick, Tick, Boom and The Tragedy of Macbeth. What about you? Okay, so I have seen The Power of the Dog, King Richard, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Tick, Tick, Boom and being the Ricardos are still on my list. And if I've learned anything from last year, let me just start by saying I'm glad this isn't our prediction episode because (laughs) last year was rough. And this year, (laughs) I'm not going with my my heart or my gut. I'm just going to take a wild guess because apparently I do better when that happens anyway. But just looking at the nominees, I can say more or less that it's a pretty pretty good list. I didn't Mm -hmm. think anybody got snubbed. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. So I'm just, I have a horse in this race. I'm scared to say it, but I do have someone. Is your horse Will Smith? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I really need to see uh, King Richard, and I've been wanting to. It's been on my list. Um, I've heard Will Smith is, like, excellent in that movie, so, like, all the more reason that I want to go and see the movie. Um, I mean, I thought Denzel and Andrew Garfield both did very, very well in their respective roles uh, in both Tick, Tick, Boom and The Tragedy of Macbeth, so I think it'll be really tight running. Um, I don't really know and much about, you know, how Javier Bardem or Benedict Cumberbatch were in those respective their respective films. Like you saw the power of the dog. So I'm like curious, yes. like how did you think Benedict Cumberbatch played that role? So I thought he did an excellent job. The only thing that I think might hold him back was, and this is once again, comparing him to Will's performance in King Richard. He didn't have as much time in front of the camera as mm. Will did for his film. And I know, I think it's, um, Oh my gosh, Hannibal Lecter. Why am I, Sir Anthony Hopkins. I oh, but that was like was a supporting movie. role, wasn't it? Or was that? No, it was a leading got, role. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he was only neat. in the movie for about 16 minutes, I want to say. So yeah. obviously it doesn't matter how long you're in, but I think with more minutes in front of the screen, that kind of allows a little bit more mm-hmm. in terms of... That's interesting, support. though. He wasn't in the movie for that long. I did not know that. I'm not even sure what yeah. that movie's about, actually. I've like barely heard of it. Um, okay. Oh, I, I could give you a quick uh, synopsis if you want. Or you could go in blind. Just let me know. Oh, I'll go in but, blind. Why not? I mean, maybe I'll have to bring this question up because I think it is also nominated for uh, Best Picture. But It is. And it has a number of other, I think, supporting actor and supporting actress also have nominated oh, wow. in this. Okay. Yeah. So it was great performances across, great scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also the director made history by being the first woman nominated for two best director oscars if i'm not mistaken really who's who directed it that's the question see i gotta get my trivia knowledge <laughs> together here uh the dog director it is jane campion interesting i don't think yes i've yes. heard her oh okay i do remember now this is like a, a western kind of movie yep 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 um, also the girl from um jojo rabbit was in it too, if you remember. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I was like, oh, look, it's her. But no, I mean, great flake. Definitely worth the uh, worth the watch. It's two hours and fifteen minutes, so just know you're gonna be sitting down for a so, second. It's, it's a not doozy. Crazy long. It yeah, is a doozy. not as long as 
they say the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson is going to be about three hours. What? Yeah. What? How? I'm locking in. I'm going all Dude, in that's, for that. That's so. insane. How is that movie that long? Because it's Batman, man. Because it's <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I mean, isn't like, I think The Dark Knight Rises or The Dark Knight was like three hours as well. That one, that one was not short. That one was not Definitely short. Not. So. so you're excited for the new Batman? Oh, Robert absolutely. absolutely. Okay. I wasn't sure how to feel about it. Like, See, I was there too. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Everybody said Christian Bale couldn't be a good Batman. And he was a great Batman. So, Robert, let's do a little bit better than we did mm-hmm. with Edward. I didn't really watch Twilight, so I can't actually say how good you did. Yeah. But let's just, this is a rule a lot of people like. I mean, Robert Pattinson, Loki, has been one of the biggest stars of like the indie film scene of the last Bro. like 10 years. Like, like you know, people always know him for, like, oh, Twilight and stuff. But I'm like, I've, A, never seen Twilight. and mm-hmm. um, But I know Robert Pattinson from movies like, you know, The Lighthouse. Bro, good great flick. Um, yeah. Yep. Oh, I forgot about Good Time. Good yeah, Good Time is a good one. movie. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, he's been on the indie circuit for a while. But he has. He's been racking it up. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing. And it's also, I like that they cast Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, too. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very I love how this movie was like about Oscars, but all of a sudden it became a Batman discussion. No, no, no it's fine. We're talking movies here. Yeah, yeah. See, um, I love it. I love it. We're in the vein. <laughs> all right. Shall we move on to actor in a supporting role? Actor in a supporting role. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Let's do it. Now, I have not seen a single one of these movies that all these actors are <laughs> nominated for, so I have literally nothing to say yet. Uh, about like he was snobbed or anything like that but um actors in a supporting role is uh syrian hins if i'm pronouncing that correctly uh, i'm sorry if i didn't for belfast troy coatser for coda uh jesse plemons for the power of the dog jk simmons for being the ricardos and cody smith mcphee for the power of the dog wow power of the dog is getting a lot of nominations here is it a very it's, i'm assuming it's a very character driven kind of drama um, absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. and i have a question for you actually while we're looking at yeah. how do you feel about actors from the same movie being nominated in the same category that's what are our thoughts um i don't know i think it's just a recognition like I, I don't know i don't think there should be like a limitation for you know how many actors from a movie can be nominated uh because you know let's just say power of the dog just had five supporting actors and actresses who just you know dominated everybody else and it's just like some of the like an ensemble cast performance that was just so grand and so spectacular that they just had to nominate everybody for it i mean to be fair i I don't really know what the like parameters are to be nominated for supporting actor if they had to be in the movie for a certain amount of time or have to have a certain amount of lines or your character's importance impactfulness i don't know how they do it since you know leading role I mean, you as we mentioned, Anthony Hopkins was nominated for only being for Silence of the One for Silence of the Lambs and only being in the movie for like 15 minutes. But um, it is it is interesting. I don't really know how that works, but yeah, I haven't seen any of these movies, and they <laughs> I've definitely wanted to see Belfast, and I wasn't sure about Coda, but it's getting all these nominations, and I just you know. I didn't think it looked that good, but I will be seeing it now, <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. Agreed. I think it's gonna fall kind of in the same like in the same category as the Sound of Metal, which was kind of mm-hmm. I think a surprise last year, mm-hmm. but it was great flick. I mean, it, I wouldn't have watched it had it not necessarily been nominated for all of those awards. Yeah, that's like hard to hear these movies, especially when you don't go to the theater anymore, where all these movies advertise. You know, especially yeah. like when you go to like indie theaters, they advertise for like other smaller films, so. I mean, when you go when you went and saw Dune, you probably got like ads for like some Marvel movie or something. <laughs> no way home. Yeah, yeah no actually, that home. is exactly what we got. Yeah, that is exactly what we got. But yeah, no, I see, and this is the thing, and I'm glad we are making predictions now because I I don't even know if I want to see it because once again, I suck when it comes to seeing these things and picking it. But J.K. Simmons here could be a dark horse, possibly, just yeah. like I think. Javier Bardem could be a dark just because I know they're fantastic actors and Mm -hmm. I know the subject matter and I know that the Academy loves biopics 
So and oh, I don't even know what it's about. Like, I literally don't know what happened because I haven't even heard of them. Oh, um, it's on. I think Amazon Prime. It's Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. I think it's their story. Oh, this movie. Oh my god, I think Bronwyn wanted to see this, and I did not think I did not know that was the same movie. This movie is nominated for like awards. It didn't review well. <laughs> oh. It's very, I should oh. say, mixed reviews. Very mixed. Okay. Um, yeah, not... fun facts. Shawshank Redemption was a bomb, but now it's considered one of the greatest movies of all time. So, Like critically a bomb? Yeah, um, yeah critically. Well, no, critically it was all right initially. Mm-hmm. Theatrically it was nobody went to go see it. Blade Runner was the same thing. Now it's like a cult following. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Gained a cult following. But then again, the original Blade Runner, when it was released in theaters, had like that awful commentary by Harrison Ford. So I just know that you told me make sure when you watch it for the first time, you don't have that. Yeah. Make sure you watch the director's or the final cut of the film. So um i have not watched the original i've seen clips of the original and you kind of just laugh it's just so out of place um but that's that uh i really do want to see belfast though this has like been a movie on like the top of my list and seeing that it's gone on all these awards i it i really need it maybe i'll see it to be honest i'm probably not gonna see any movies this weekend if i'm being real but uh maybe next weekend so no, I, I. It sucks because the art house theater around the corner from me is doing a Paul Thomas Anderson movie marathon, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I know I need to watch these movies just to, yeah. to know, but I need to watch the PTAs too. PTAs. And pray to God that if I see a new movie that I've never seen before, it does not even resemble Licorice Pizza, which I cannot wait for us to discuss on this podcast. I feel like Licorice Pizza was like. Um... I mean, we talked about it so much, but on our previous episode, but I felt like it was almost like textbook PTA. Like it was a kind of a culmination of all of his like other works and the things that he's learned from it. But we can talk more about it once we get to the best picture nominees, which is coming up, I think, at the end. <laughs> so I eagerly, I eagerly await that yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving on to actress in a leading role. Um, wow. I, I don't know if you've heard or seen any of these movies when I, and I do think the biggest snub here, which we'll talk about was Francis McDormand, but we will move on. Ooh, to... I have another snub for you there too. Oh yeah. Who you got? Gaga for House of Gucci. Oh, you think, uh, yeah, I think wow. she deserved a nod. I... Lady Gaga. Yep. God, Absolutely. Okay. I haven't seen House of Gucci yet, so. Uh, the nominees for actress in a leading role were Jessica Chastin for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. A lot of Being the Ricardos actress noms. Dude, they're they're doing their thing this year. So I'm, I can, Bronwyn might be on to something to go and watch it. But... Okay, I saw it and I was like, I don't know. It looks like it was like a romantic which it is it is a romance movie but when she's like oh you want to see this i heard it was good and i saw that it was like a six out of ten i'm like eh, i don't know but now i'm gonna have to watch it charlie you're going with what the streets have said i like that sometimes that's the best way to go i know i mean to be honest i'm never usually like what people say about movies because i feel like most audiences just don't get the get that rating right but like sometimes when a movie's like a six out of ten, you're like, maybe they're on this thing, you know. Sometimes, because honestly, in other aspects, when people tend to like bad movies, and I, like, you know, I would probably write like a movie. I don't know what's a movie that was like not that great. Like, don't look up. Like, I think okay, people gave it. Oh. <laughs> okay, um, like let's say like a lot of don't look up have on IMDb. Like, if you look at it. Um, and right. while we're on the topic, can we just appreciate the fact Timothy Chalamet was in that movie too, dude? I know. Oh my god, guy was in everything. Yeah, I saw his name and I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was. And then I, I was looking through the movie and about three quarters of the way done, and he hadn't popped up. And then there he is, yep. hipster. There <laughs> he is the hipster. 
um, who has like a relationship with Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. So funny. <laughs> um, oh, so Don't Look Up has a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. I would give it a lower score. I would probably give it a 6. So, like, sometimes not necessarily uh, accurate, so I shouldn't be going off of that. But the Metacritic score was also around a 6 for that movie, so I wasn't entirely off base. But I do now need to see being the Ricardos. And I just wonder if there's just no movies out this year and the Academy was just like, sure, here you go. That um, is something I wonder about sometimes there are so few movies that everybody gets a nod. And sometimes there are so many. I feel like a couple years ago, they just had stacked fields, just like 12. Oh, nine, yeah. Like not 12. But it was well, they never crazy. had 12. But yeah. Like I feel like yeah, they're like squeezing. Lot. They're squeezing for um, nine here. You know what I'm now realizing is kind of really missing from these awards is the French dispatch. <gasps> Dude, I didn't even think about that. It's I, not, I don't that even see any like, rewards because i was Any thinking love? like yeah didn't timothy chalamet have like a big weekend because he hit dune and then i was like oh yeah the french dispatch and i'm like i don't even think that's on here um snub it is snub. a snub i mean i don't know if there's anybody who would have been nominated for best actress out of that movie but it didn't um you know get any nominees i mean i feel like all the acting was pretty great but like stand out because it kind of like jumps around between so many different perspectives and characters that like, i don't think anybody had a moment to shine so um didn't even get like best original screenplay or anything like that which no. i thought i mean i thought it was very coherent in terms of how i it know i mean out. it was an hour and a half movie and it was very dense and it really kind of flowed well in that sense and i remember when we talked about it on our podcast that was like a really long episode uh, in, even though the movie was short, so yep. it's just gives you all you need to know about that. But back on topic to the actresses in a leading role here. Have you seen any of these movies that were nominated? I have not. I know of all of them. Mm -hmm. I know. I I think they're all streaming right now. Yeah, I feel like maybe not. Parallel that's numbers. just the way the movies are these days. You can just stream them. Yeah. And God willing, because I remember last year I dropped so much. Once again, let's just, I'm, I'm not bitter, but I'm mm -hmm. upset. <laughs> I watched all of these films and I got destroyed when it came to just guessing. But we were just talking about Robert Pattinson and look who's here. Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Spencer. Where she plays Lady Di. So I am curious to see that. I have no idea what that's about. I don't, I don't know, know what, what that's about. about either. I've. Like, I haven't even heard of it. Like, where do these movies come from? <laughs> you know, like, actually, it's apparently it's the marriage between Princess Diana and Prince Charles is what mm. it's about. I'm actually doing trivia for the British monarchy, and that is... I just realized that Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, has a last name. And the it's Duchess Parker, of Cornwall. Yeah, Parker Bowles. I was like, I never knew her home. I thought it was just Lady Camilla. Lady Camilla, wait, like her last name is Parker Bowles? Parker Bowles, baby. <laughs> Parker Bowles. <laughs> like Parker Bowles. Yeah, but it sounds like Parker Bowles. <laughs> Camilla, park your bowls, please. Duchess of Cornwall, please, park, park your bowls. You left your car oh, in neutral. Or you left your bowls in neutral. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. What kind yeah, of name dude. is that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> get it. Get it together. That's royal name right there. That's royalty. royalty. That's British royalty. Royalty. <laughs> the Duchess oh of, what was it? The Duchess of... Cornwall. The Duchess of Cornwall. Yup. You left your balls in park. <laughs> it shouldn't be as funny as it is to me. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, Camilla, dude. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so that with that as the backdrop, Spencer should be an interesting film, and yeah. uh, I look forward to watching it for free. I'm not paying for that one. I watching it through a streaming service for what you pay for. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Fine. I'll pay. I guess. Got him. The loophole. Yeah. Yeah. You got me. Um. All right. Oh, dude. You know who's crazy? I just have to say before we leave this category olivia coleman has become a mainstay in know. the academy since the favorite so i just got to give props off to her i know she's really kind of had like this 
huge spike in like popularity. I mean, we were we just watched Fleabag a couple of weeks ago, which is like uh, oh yeah, uh, which has Olivia Coleman in it. But I think it was like right before she like popped off with her career. Like, mm. not to say that she wasn't a successful actress, but I think like she really has now like been. Like, that was before I think she was, like, a household name, if you will. Like, I think nowadays you could probably, like, mention Olivia Coleman. I think most people will know who you're talking about. Um, but, like, before then, I think I first saw her in something when I watched The Night Manager with, like, Hugh Lowry and Olivia Coleman. And I think it came out in, like, 2014, 2015, and it was on, like, AMC. It was, like, a limited series. Um, it was pretty good, but that was like when I first heard of Olivia Coleman, uh, and then, um, obviously then the favorite when she was excellent and she's funny in Fleabag, um, and yeah, she's been having kind of a pretty wild career. And so in terms of animated features, she's actually the voice of the villain, uh, for the Mitchells versus the machines too. And that was the best. Yeah. So check that out too. Olivia Coleman's on a tear. Wow. That is pretty wild. I, yeah, we'll get to the animated features in a moment here. Um, okay. We're moving on yeah, yeah. to actress in a supporting role. Again, all movies I have yet to see. <laughs> um, I mean, like, it sounds silly. People are like listening to this, but you understand that this is not our nominate our predictions yet. We're just going through them, and we're reacting to these this recent news. So we got uh, Jesse Buckley, the lost daughter, Ariana DeBose. West Side Story. I'm so sorry I ever pronounced anyone's name wrong. Judy Dench for Belfast. Uh, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. And Ajuani Ellis for King Richard. Is that one of the kids? Or yeah, that, I think it's oh, one who wow. plays Venus. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, okay, get your Oscar nod. Nice. Oh, um, but uh, no. See, and Judy Dench once again. I mean, she's been a household name, mm-hmm. Dame Judy Dench for a time. So I, I haven't seen Belfast either. It's definitely on my list as well. I'm so curious. I didn't realize she was in it I didn't until know she rather recently. Either. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what role she plays. I guess it's a big <laughs> some kind. I of guess role so. I guess it is a role. It's not like a cameo. <laughs> um, yeah. But what did you think about, like, so you've seen um, The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. You've seen King Richard. Have you seen The yes. Lost Daughter or West Side Story? No, right? On The not. Lost Daughter? I, no, on The Lost Daughter or West Side Story. I saw the I saw the original. <laughs> and it's actually funny because Rita Marino won her Oscar for the same role that Ariana DeBose has been nominated for hers. So that'd be crazy. It'd oh, be, I guess, be. the third time in Oscar history for somebody to play the same role. And when, not, do you know the trivia do you know the two i don't know the other two okay i'll give you the first is the godfather from marlon brando to robert de niro and the um, second that's right is joker from heath ledger to joaquin phoenix oh my gosh i forgot joaquin phoenix yeah. one for joker right? I, have Isn't that crazy? Seen, I haven't seen that movie and i don't really know if i want to see that movie it's a dark one <laughs> <laughs> i know but like it's a dark one. i don't know i guess in my corners of the internet that i sometimes scurry to or look at just people kind of like idolize that movie for all the wrong reasons so i don't know if i necessarily want to watch it i don't know if i like that i don't know if i like that i don't know if i like hearing that oh boy oh boy um so what did you think about um the king richard nomination here oh i I'm, i'm really happy for her i know that she did a lot of prep i'm praying i'm i'm thinking of the right correct uh, okay yeah there you go yep okay uh, no what that is his wife wow oh, dude dang. what i thought it was a little girl who played venus <laughs> unexpected but earned but earned does she I, like because I, I, I don't know i don't really know the story do you want to see the movie does she have like a big role because the trailers made it sound like it was just all will smith and the daughters so that's funny. What they've done in real life is talk to that, and they wanted to make sure that it was reinforced that obviously Richard had a big role in bringing Serena and Venus up, but their mom did too. And so they have a really good scene. I won't, but essentially there's just a power dynamic within the family, and it's a scene that tests that. I think that is probably one of the scenes that secured her this nod. But mm-hmm. I'm very now that I know that I'm very excited to see what happens with this category. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I 
I think that'll be the first movie I watch out of the nominations to, you know, because I've really been, I've been wanting to see that for so long. I try to see it in theaters, but I think I'll have to watch it on like streaming. All right. Now we're on to the animated feature films. I've only, I've seen two of these. Uh, I've been meaning to watch Encanto, but I haven't heard of the other two. So the nominations are Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, Rhea and the Last Dragon. So I've seen Luca and Rhea and the Last Dragon. It's crazy that Disney have gotten three nominations this year for Best Animated Features. And it's also kind of wild that they even released three films. And it felt like Rhea and the Last Dragon came out so long ago, but it literally was, I guess, last year. <laughs> um, but what are your thoughts here? So have you seen Flea or the Mitchells vs. the Machines? I've seen all of these films with the exception of Flea, so I do have a sense for them. I was going to say, to your point, it is interesting that Disney came out with three films. Usually they try to avoid cannibalizing by... You know, spreading them out. I guess, but they usually point, do right? two. I think they usually do one yes. during the summer and like, or like spring, summer, and then another one in like fall, winter. Yeah, yeah, like the Christmas release, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I guess to your point, though, Raya and the Last Dragon did come out a while ago. I'd forgotten that it was up for this particular Oscar cycle, so that is yeah. interesting. I will say I was pleasantly surprised by The Mitchells versus The Machine. So that's okay. a Netflix original film. Hmm. But it's by the same people, I believe, who did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And you know I love me some Spider-Verse. So, oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, okay. yeah. It caught oh, a lot and of those vibes. Spider-Verse Into the Spider-Verse is coming out this year. So it's Bro. exciting stuff. Or at least part one is. I can't believe, there's oh, that, I can't believe that movie is like going to be a two-parter. That's wild. I'm so pumped for that. I can't even wait. I can't even wait. But yeah, no, dude, I'm pumped for that. But it captured a lot of the vibes from Into Spider-Verse. It's a little bit more like funny based, but got a lot of heart. So I did like the Mitchell's verse. Yeah. So what is that about? Like, uh, is the animation style very similar to the Spider-Verse? Or is it like, is it like uh, CG animated? Is it that style? It is okay. CG. It's a little bit more cartoony okay. than uh, Spider-Verse was. But I will say it's about... <laughs> This girl who's basically about to go off to college, and mm-hmm. she's uh, into into movies and film, and so that's what she's gonna do. She's never really fit in necessarily with like her oh, her dad and her kind of butt heads, and her dad's mm-hmm. kind of the patriarch of the family, yeah. played by Danny McBride. The mom oh, really? By Maya Rudolph. Yeah. So Maya Rudolph, well, well, PDA's yeah. wife. I no what his his domestic partner. Mm-hmm. I love oh, that. that's right, I, right, right. They're not married. Um, I'm still, I cannot believe that to this day. I, wow. <laughs> if you guys didn't hear our episode on Licorice Pizza, Charlie told me for the first time that PTA and Maya Rudolph were in a relationship slash with kids, and I just about lost it. But <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. But no, dude, so it's the girl is going to college, and then um, like simultaneously this tech guy, kind of like Elon Musk, if you will, oh boy. was uh, um, out there building this ai and everything just kind of hits the fan at the same time but elon musk hates it whatever (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, if you will if you will dr evil thing yeah um (laughs) that's cool i'm gonna check that out i don't know what flea is about um i don't even know who made the movie like what studio or like directed or i'm not really big on who know like animated directors um i guess i follow more like the studios who make them um, Miyazaki, I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, other than Hayao Miyazaki, I don't, <laughs> I don't know them. Um, but I guess with the between Luca and Ryan, the Last Dragon, I think I liked Luca more upon reflection. I think Luca had a little bit more of like heart. Not to say that Ryan, the Last Dragon, wasn't a good movie. I did enjoy it. I think I just loved Luca like so much when I watched that movie uh, over the summer. So. Highly recommend if you haven't seen it. I still need to see Encanto. Uh, but what were your thoughts uh, between Encanto, Luca, and Ryan the Last Dragon? Okay, so I did like Luca more than Ryan the Last Dragon. I think for Ryan the Last Dragon, that was good, but also in looking at a competition might be difficult. They were trying to, within their, I guess, mm-hmm. country, move through a number of spots. So yeah. the pacing had to be a certain way. Whereas Luca and Encanto were able to kind of slower simmer some of the points yeah. so it made it a little bit more digestible mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i i think i have my prediction i will reveal it when we do a prediction show but 
it's a it's a good field. Sorry, did you mention like your thoughts on Encanto? Oh yeah, Encanto. That was so I've seen that twice now. I saw that okay. in theaters, and then I saw it with my family uh, on Christmas. I, I it's funny. The main character reminds me a lot of one of my cousins, and so I can <laughs> totally see myself in that. So I did enjoy it for that. And then the, everybody knows we don't talk about Bruno songs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I forgot it was a musical, and I think. Yeah, Bronwyn mentioned it was a musical, and I didn't even know that it was. Um, and she's like, oh, "I want to see it because it's a musical." Um, so maybe we'll try to see it soon. Um, yeah, I feel like I maybe I need to rewatch Ryan the Last Dragon because I felt like when I originally watched, I felt like the pacing was a little off. But that might have been me. I felt like it kind of was a little too fast at certain points. But um, it's just kind of like the trust between. I want to say. Raya and literally the last dragon I think was just like almost too quick like they seem to become like you know trustful and best buddies like instantaneously and I kind of wanted to see that grow but like mm-hmm. organically rather than like okay we're friends now we're good let's go save the world or whatever the plot was um, <laughs> I think that was like my biggest issue with it but uh, but I did enjoy Luca, because I guess it does have that more of a slower pace and it has like a little bit more of like a smaller scope kind of story. And mm-hmm. it's so it's a little bit more about the characters and their relationships with the people. And I think I really like that. Uh, so I agree with you there. Okay. So we're off to do we want to talk about cinematography? I know we can't talk about every award. Yeah, here. Oh, yeah absolutely. So we'll, go, yeah, we'll, do, we'll do a little cinematography because I see the first nominee and I think that's <laughs> worth discussing. Definitely. Okay. I'm down for that. So cinematography nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dong, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. So I've seen two of these, and I totally forgot Nightmare Alley even came out this year, and that was a movie I really wanted to see because I liked Del Toro. Um, so, Dune. Obviously, I think that was... I, you've heard our podcast. I thought from pretty much in every aspect of that movie, I thought it was just master class, and I especially think the visuals and the cinematography were really excellent there. That said, I loved everything about the visuals of the tragedy of Macbeth. Every single aspect of the tragedy of Macbeth, I thought, was just brilliant. From the set design to the cinematography to just the entire atmosphere of that movie, I think, is what really sold it for me. Jeez, dude. I didn't even know that <laughs> Tragedy of Macbeth was nominated until yeah. just now. <laughs> that makes it really hard. And I, it's interesting. I did see some snippets of West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is watching the new one, I thought I was watching the old one for a second because I just blended the colors and like the lighting was mm. ooh, chef's kiss. So I have to watch that to see. Power of the Dog was good. I will say that compared to, say, like a Dune, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily going to stand up but at the same time great great work there and i haven't seen nightmare alley that's on my list too it's probably closer to like the lower end just because not as nominated for quite as many awards this particular season but i do love me some bradley cooper so gotta support i know i do want to see i've been wanting to see nightmare alley and uh, funny enough i think leonardo dicaprio was supposed to be in bradley cooper's role but he like turned it down and so Bradley Cooper took it. And I think the same thing happened with Licorice Pizza. So that was supposed to also be Leonardo DiCaprio. And he turned it down and it went to Bradley Cooper. So I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Wow. But hey, Leo did Don't Look Up. So we can be grateful for that. That is true. Wait, I thought that Bradley is... Cooper was nominated for like <laughs> actor in a supporting role. Dude, I thought, I thought he was too. Huh. Guess not. I swore he was for some weird reason. Did he get like um, an Emmy or like uh, another nomination? But there was like maybe a Golden Globe. Okay, yeah, that would make sense for mm-hmm. like actor in a comedy or musical, I imagine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> His character was <laughs> little like just a comic relief, I think, <laughs> in a sense. But yeah, so I haven't seen like I want to see West Side Story, which I wasn't ever gonna plan to see that, um, but now I guess I will. It is Steven Spielberg, but, you know, for me, like I think you've mentioned before, Steven Spielberg's kind of a hit or a miss kind of guy these days. And I would agree. I think there was a period in time where, like, that guy just churning out hits after hits. But I feel like in, 
you know, the last like 20 years. I'm trying to think of like his films and he's definitely had a couple of good ones for sure, but also like a couple of stinkers. I think saving private Ryan was the high point of at least the new century. That was like 1997 though. No way it was 97. Yeah, it was 97. Oh my gosh, it was new to 98. What? Yeah. I thought it was like, dude, that. I guess, no, it couldn't have been because, like, Gladiator won in 2000. For, I mean, I know it didn't win Best mm-hmm. Picture, but wow, okay. Uh, Never mind. What am I talking about? I don't Did even remember. Ready Player One? <laughs> yeah, and let's, let's just remember how horrible of a movie that was. The book was so much. He, like, didn't even follow the book's plot. Like, he completely changed the plot. Or whoever wrote the screenplay or changed the plot, which I thought was the author of the book writing the screenplay. I thought he wrote the screenplay. Dude, I was like, okay, quick side tangent for Ready Player One. I loved the book. I read the book literally the the day I went to go Mm. see the movie. (laughs) And they just changed things. I didn't think, I mean, obviously you got to do things for timing and whatnot, but you didn't have to change all of that. No, they just changed plot details. Like full on plot points, they changed them. I was like, what? Oh, man. I know. Like, he was cool with his aunt in the movie, yeah. but he wasn't cool with his aunt in the book. And I felt like the movie, I mean, I'm sorry, we're like absolutely hate brigading like Ready Player One right now, but I'm sorry. We had to go on this tangent because I just need to talk about it. I feel like the talk movie just didn't convey a dark enough atmosphere. I'm sorry, but the book was so dystopian, and the movie made it seem it was all arcadey and fine. <laughs> They literally, what was the little boy's name? Shoto or the the kid, the guy's name? They threw out of the window. Yeah, I can't I remember. Saying, I could Daito or Shoto. It was, they didn't it was even have Daito. that in the movie. That whole prison escape scene was not even in the movie. Dude, dude. He also chose the Iron Giant when he got to choose his. He didn't go through Blade Runner. I was like, also, I'm pretty sure freaking Spielberg could have worked that out because he and Harrison Ford are cool, so he probably could have gotten the right somehow to use that. I was, yeah, I was at a loss. I was at a loss. Just, I don't know. I didn't also, get the it. flick sinks in the book were cool when you're like in a movie, mm-hmm. but you're you, and then you're just trying to hit all the lines like that. That would have been so cool to see. Yep. You could have done E.T. too. You have the rights. You're Steven Spielberg. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know I what was Steven. going through their head. I really need to read Ready Player Two though. So on my list it's been out well. for like a year or two now and I haven't read it. So I need to know what the streets say first. I don't <laughs> want to ruin my, <laughs> my experience from the first to going into the second. Uh, oh man. All right. Um, so I guess we can skip over costume design. I'm sorry. Costume designers. Love you. We'll talk about you on the predictions, but ah, Dune's definitely going to win, though. Let's just saying it. I'm just saying it. Oh, yeah. Put it in the air. Put it out there. Put Dune out is there. definitely going to win. The, the still suits design was marvelous. Absolutely. Dude, so much of that. Just the, um, what is it? The, the Sardi car? Like, I love theirs. Yeah. Freaking um, Harkonnen's yep. like, get up for it. All of those were perfect. Everything. Oh, everything man. was fantastic about that. All the costume design. Okay. Directing. <sighs> Directing here. Okay. We got Belfast for Kenneth Bran. Bra- I don't know how you say his last name. It's the professor from Harry Potter 2. The pr- Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. It's that guy. Okay. Gilderoy Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart. But he, he's nominated for Belfast director. Um, Drive My Car. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm so going to butcher this. Ryusuke Hamaguchi. I have. I am terribly sorry. <laughs> Dude, I think that was right. That was good. Uh, um, Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson, The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion, and West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Okay. Thoughts here. Do you think, when you look at the Best Picture list, because usually Best Directors also get their uh, films for nominated for Best Picture, but now there are four films here that were nominated for Best Picture that didn't get the Best Director. Yes. So, what are your thoughts here? I just have one. Yeah, what are your you thoughts? know who I'm going to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Give me Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling him this winning. I'm just like, I know who I'm not. You know what? F it. You know what's crazy? This would be the year where PTA wins for licorice pizza. And gosh darn it. 
I mean, that's just I gotta go against my gut. It might arguably be his best. No, I can't say it's his best film. When, <laughs> when when there will be blood exists, it can't be his best film. So. It's one of the best movies of all time. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they give me that yeah. licorice pizza. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I will say I have heard good things about Drive My Car, so I am quite curious to see. I that. am very curious to see that. And the like, comp, like that in conjunction with Belfast, because I know they like kind of have like the foreign elements and everything, and so those can always make for interesting mm-hmm. stories. So yeah. I am fascinated. Those could be some dark horses, just because we're not as familiar with them. But dude, they're coming. And I know we talked talked about him. Steven Spielberg. He could do it. I think he that can West do it. Story, he, he is a you know one of the most prolific American film or you know filmmakers just in general, not just American you know in history so uh he could definitely pull this one out but you know it'll be interesting to see and uh jane what what did you think about like the direction of the power of the dog i thought it was good in terms of subtlety i thought Mm -hmm. there were a number of scenes that were played up that you might not necessarily from just looking from the outside understand it but if you just kind of look for some of the nuances especially if you go back and watch some of the scenes you're like oh I see what she was getting at. And she did, it's, um, I can't really call it a slow burn because it's not really like burning into anything. But at the same time, there's just this uneasy feeling of tension mm-hmm. throughout the entire, even at like, even when it's all said and done, you're just like, I don't know how I, so I give it to her for being able to, to get that point across. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, part of me is like, I wish Denis Villeneuve got nominated for best Dude, director the fact that he didn't blows my mind part right of me wishes for face. dune I, I i you know like i know i'm probably fanboying a little bit yeah i love the novel i love the movie but i genuinely think he did an excellent job of you know setting up the story of dune and i know it's kind of weird to say because it is a two and a half hour movie and he basically just sets up the story for her, the meat of the actual plot but i mean he does a beautiful job i mean from the scale like the entire scope of the film is just astronomical and i think he pulled it off marvelously from like going like getting the sweeping vistas of the desert all the way to you know masterfully capturing the siege of the atreides stronghold it was uh amazing but and dude there are so many moving parts in that film, and I think he also played a role in writing the screenplay. He does. So he yeah. kept all of the essentials. It didn't feel like there was any wasted time or anything mm-hmm. in that regard. And just like you said, the skill. He had to physically build a world on Arrakis. He had huh. to kind of build the world for the Harkonnens mm-hmm. as well as the Atreides. And then he had to follow multiple plot points and keep you interested in all of them. And it's going to still, he hasn't quite converged them yet, mm-hmm. but I know he's going to kill it when he does that in part yeah. two. So I'm excited for that. I know. And it's interesting though, because I know some people were like, well, I didn't read the book and watching the first half of the movie. I was just like, it was just kind of boring. Like I didn't understand. Like, and it's fair. It's a fair because like, and I think it's hard to kind of envision not knowing what happens in the book, even though the movie tries to tease you a little bit with, kind of what happens later on um like just watching the first half of the movie not knowing what happens in the book you're like okay <laughs> it feels incomplete right it just does um and, and understand that the book is a hundred it's like over 185,000 words it's like 700 yeah. pages whatever there is a lot of information and you're like it's interesting we talked about it during that podcast but there's philosophy that gets tied into it there's mm-hmm. like a bit of religion too so you have to weave all of these strands in together yeah and, it might not necessarily have all come together in this one, but trust me, he mm-hmm. set it up nice. Yeah, I mean, the movie, I think, like, the book is way more philosophical than I think anybody who just watched the movie and then maybe goes and pick up the book and be like, uh, wow, this is a very different experience than I was expecting. Like, it is an extremely philosophical book, and I think the movie tries to incorporate some of that philosophy, and it's extremely hard, I think, to kind of show, to translate the philosophy written on dune's pages into a visual medium but um he tries his best and i think he pulls off what he could and and whatever but absolutely i can totally see paul thomas anderson and winning though for licorice pizza um 
but I won't make any judgment until I see the rest of these films here. So, yeah, let's let's hold that one off. We'll hold it off for a little bit. Um, do we want to talk about any of the documentaries? Or I don't have. I don't think I've seen a single one of these. <laughs> no, I have not either. Um, I have not either. Yeah. I will just give a shout out to "Will You Be My Neighbor," which was snubbed years ago. I watched that for the first time either this past year or a year ago. Oh, dude, that thing. The one with Mr. Rogers. Oh gosh, dude, that 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 document. I that that was so good. That was such a good documentary. Was that Free Solos year? Yeah, where they beat. It was Free Solos year. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah, dude. Free Solo was really good. Oh yeah, of course. I was like, if if it would have been anything else, I'd been like, "What are you crazy?" But dude, literally climbed climbed Mm. El Capitan, so you can't not give it to that. But goodness gracious, I know. And it was like, (sighs) even though it was like a documentary, it felt like a suspense thriller movie. Just like (laughs) kind of holding your breath, watching Alex Honnold just climb the face of El Capitan without a rope. It's just absolutely like edge of your seat, terrifying. Scariest thing for me was when the people who were literally filming him couldn't look. And yeah, they had to look away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is terrifying." Yeah, like can't oh, watch this, dude. Can't watch this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Okay, that's that's good to know." Thank you for the support. There's like another documentary that we watched recently called "The Alpinist" that is very similar. Dude, I to... watched that. I watched that. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. It's not yeah. as good as Free Solo, but it's good. Yeah, because I mean, they like lost contact with. Yeah, like, spoilers. Filming. He's dead. Oh, not a... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna talk about the midway through filming, they lost contact and they got him again. But yes, unfortunately, oh, yeah. that is. Unfortunately, what is what happened? Yeah. He died in a mountain climbing expedition. Yeah, he like climbed the mountain. It was going down. It was yeah, they story. were going down. Ah mm-hmm. oh, man, that's hard, dude. Although Alex Honnold talked about, like about him like himself as Alex on as Alex Honnold. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's something I love so much. Like I wouldn't mind like that. He's like, it takes it's perfection. Like you have to be perfect doing it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine not. I was like, oh boy, like I give it to them for having the ability to just swallow that fear. Yeah, I don't even think Alex Honnold climbs like because i forget the guy's name from the documentary who was the alpinist but he like he was like ice climbing right i don't know alex yeah, i don't dude. think alex honnell does any ice climbing which ice climbing i think is like way more dangerous as like uh because you have to worry about avalanches and no, numerous other various conditions you're also climbing in the harshest environments you know like this guy climbed those mountains in uh um patagonia which was insane to me when he was doing that i'm like oh my god it is freezing cold a storm is on the mountain and he's climbing <laughs> yeah dude and he's he wasn't wearing like gloves he's wasn't like i wearing... want to be able to grip so i was like how did you not keep, have like... frostbite i have no clue he had to keep switching his grip his name is mark andre too, mark andre and he's climbing on not only rock but like ice and like mm-hmm. on like snow i'm like yeah. dude at any point in time that could just oh jeez, yeah it was wild i don't know how he did that um yeah what can you do um do we want to talk about film editing or do we want to just skip on down to best picture picture? yeah Yeah, because there's a lot there's a lot here so why don't we just round it out with a good old best picture discussion a little bp BP all right so our nominees for best picture are belfast coda don't look up drive my car dune King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare <laughs> Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. What are your thoughts here, Bar? It's a, it's a good field. It it's is a good pretty field. Good I like field. the mix of foreign and domestic films. Mm-hmm. Also, Coda, like I said, that could be a, a dark horse. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of nominations. I love that Dune's I love that Dune is on there. Mm-hmm. I'm just scared that they don't appreciate it for what it is. So I don't... I think... I mean, the fact that it's nominated, I think people are appreciating it for what it is. Uh, you know, I think people understand that this is a very, very like cinematically sound film, that it was 
well-received by fans and critics alike uh, of the Dune saga. It's like kind of what everyone who was a big Dune fan always wanted to see. Because, you know, Dune, Dune's been around for 60 years, like the book. Wild to think about, by the way. The book's been out for 60 years. Um, you never saw the first movie, did you? David Lynch's? No. Yeah, David Lynch's. I have not. I do want to see it. I didn't want to see it before I saw, like, because I know it's very different. He tries to squeeze the entire book into one movie in, like, two and a half hours, and it kind of goes off the rails. But um, It's uh, not the Dune you know. (laughs) It's own Dune. It's a Dune. It's a Dune. Oh, man. And I love uh, Kyle MacLachlan, so... Mm -hmm. um, he was Paul in the OG one, so I got to show up there. But I was going to say, actually, it's funny. I have a buddy who might be listening to this right now named mm-hmm. Zach, who bet me. Originally, uh, it was 100 but he dropped it down to 50 because I didn't want to steal money from anybody. <laughs> bet me $50 that West Side Story is going to win. I just need one of these other films to beat it. Okay. So. <laughs> I haven't seen every movie here. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Licorice Pizza is the winner of Best Picture of this year. I need it to be known. If Licorice Pizza wins, I will rage for the next like four or five episodes. <laughs> I will just never again, never again watch. <laughs> it can't. I'm sorry. I love I love your PTA. You're a good dude. I can't, I can't let that film win. I think it might. Oh. I think it might just only because now that you're putting it out in the universe, that you're like it can't win, it can't win. <laughs> it is now going to win Best Picture. So. I will take West Side Story winning and have to pay Zach fifty dollars <laughs> over Lakers Pizza. I, do I don't know what another front runner is. And maybe because I, I don't know what the front runners are. I haven't looked at all. Like I just that's going off my gut feeling that Licorice Pizza might be PTA's time. The man's been nominated now for like twelve Oscars. Finally, maybe one of these is going to be his win. Um, so he didn't win for know, freaking man. There Will Be Blood, which was a which is my thing is it's almost like if he wins now, it's a makeup. It's like not that I didn't love Leo in The Revenant. <laughs> Leo winning the Oscar for Best Actor in The Revenant, and he was nominated, dude. Wolf of Wall Street, I think, this is his best performance. Absolutely, hands down, hands down. By far, his oh, best performance is Wolf of Wall Street. The Revenant was a decent performance, and I have nothing wrong with it. I personally mm-hmm. thought the movie was very okay. Um, I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it was just—I mean, he had a very raw performance in The Revenant, but I thought Wolf of Wall Street was a much better performance out of Leo. Like, he's just off the walls. Him and Jonah Hill were amazing in that Dude. movie. Jonah Hill, that dude can. I mean, that money ball. He's in. A, he's in. Don't look up too. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised he might. He could have squeaked out a, a nod with that. But super talented. His role was so silly. He was Don Junior or something like. That's <laughs> what his role was. Oh my gosh, dude! I was like, and also, why was he wearing those rings? I just did not understand. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know. Let's talk about "Don't Look Up" for a second here, because it okay, is a best picture it. nomination nominated movie. Are we really? Is it really that good of a movie? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I, I did not think it was that. that good. Oh my gosh! I did not even realize. Like, I know you said it. But I didn't internalize the fact that that was nominated among. I like Adam McKay. I do. I like him. Big Short was a good movie. Yeah. But I'm sorry. This was not your best work. He's clearly, he wrote this in a rage-filled fit over, like, the previous administration's, like, entire attitude towards COVID. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, it was. There are, So there are 10 movies nominated for Best Picture. Oh, there was 10 this I year. Almost, yeah, I would almost take an animated film. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. Uh, just, we didn't need 10. We could have done with less. So I thought they've always done nine. Oh, I just terrible at counting. No, I don't. I think 10 is a little, a little much for, uh, but, although it's like weird because I swear in years past it used to be like six. And then last year they had felt like every movie that was had somebody nominated for something was listed in there as a best picture. So 
It was uh, it's been growing as a category of late. Mm. Yeah, and they used to have five, and then they started they upped it to ten, but then they only nominated nine for a while, and then they randomly added ten. Which just like I always thought it was funny. It's like so many movies like were so bad that they could only find nine. But then it was kind of like a tradition that they would only nominate nine movies for Best Picture, and now it's randomly ten this year, which I think they could have easily knocked "Don't Look Up" to keep it at nine. <laughs> Dang! I'm sorry. The first man out. I'm sorry. Boom. There's just you're voted off the island. Don't look up. I just. It's definitely. I haven't seen every other movie on here, but like, it has to be the weakest movie on this list. It just has to be. <laughs> just imagine. Just imagine if Adam McKay is listening to this. If Adam McKay is listening to this, I want him to DM us on Twitter, and I we can go through the movie. We will do an episode on Don't Look Up. There's no chance in hell this is going to happen. But I'm just saying, if that happens, hey, we are going to do an episode on Adam Don't McKay. Look Up. What you got cast? What you spelled W-H-A-T-C-H-A. Hit us <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, but no, I would gladly. Good. But yeah, dude, I love how you said, I have not seen mm-hmm. all of these films. However, I can tell you that that <laughs> film that I have seen does not deserve them. <laughs> Savage on 100%. Yeah, Crazy. it just doesn't. Like, there's no way that Nightmare Alley by uh, Del Toro is not a... I mean, I do like Adam McKay. There's nothing, like, against Adam McKay. It just wasn't his best work. And, you know, I could watch Nightmare Alley and be like, yeah, wasn't Del Toro's best work either, but I haven't seen it yet. And just going off my gut feeling out of because I have seen Don't Look Up and the strength of the other movies on this list that I have seen, it just has to be the weakest weakest link on this list. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I am curious to see how this all ends now. <laughs> <laughs> we have and your best picture winner is Don't Look Up. <laughs> Oh man, I need them. No, I need them to do like a a La La Land. Like your winner is licorice. Pizza. Oh, and then they're like, oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Goes up and Moonlight. Like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah. don't look up. <laughs> Our apologies. Yeah. And I just want to like PT, PTA would rage. I think like, what are you guys talking about? Oh man, Moonlight was a Moonlight great movie. was an excellent movie. Truly excellent. La La Land was a good mm-hmm. was a good movie too. But yeah, Moonlight was amazing. I'm. I have to say, all word is, it's honestly an incredible movie, and Mahershala Ali did a phenomenal job. Once again, I mean, he was a supporting. He wasn't in the movie for that long. When I first got, when I first heard his performance was really good, I was expecting him to have like a huge role or something. Now he was in it for like twenty minutes. (laughs) Nope. In the movie for twenty minutes. (laughs) And guess what? He got his first Oscar behind it. So congrats Mm -hmm. to you, Mahershala. Although I am surprised. I heard good things about Swan Song. I don't know if it's counted into the next cycle or what, but I thought he might get a nod this year. I guess not because I don't see any awards for Swan Song. Um, But I don't know when that came out. Yeah. Yeah. Swan I'm looking it up. They say it was a 2021 uh, December 17th of 2021, so I don't know if that means it's... No, maybe it did. Maybe just... It didn't. I don't know. Oh, that's Naomi Harris in it too. Interesting. Yeah, oh, is Naomi she? Harris, Mahershala Ali, Aquafina. Hmm. What? I knew that. Um, Glenn Close was in it. Yeah, Glenn Close is in it. What? Wow, interesting. Oh yeah, she is Naomi Harris. Fascinating, fascinating. Indeed. Indeed. So, what do you think here, Palmer? Clearly. What do you think about King Richard? Do you think it has a chance in this in this field? In this particular, I I liked the film a lot. I just know how the Academy thinks, and I don't know if it'll get the uh, the go ahead. But I, if you want to watch a good movie, I, I would. I, recommend I wouldn't. It. I haven't even seen it yet because it just sounds really interesting. Um. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Bud? What's uh? Hmm. What are your thoughts? What's okay? Tell me what your front runner is for the moment. It's not the one you're. Uh, front runner, I think, is Licorice Pizza. Is the front runner. 
However, I could I haven't seen Belfast yet, but I can see Belfast being also a big big front runner on on this. Yes, yes. Um but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. And now that we've worked our way overall through a number of these like categories, which movie do you think is going to get snubbed the most and which one do you think is going to be the big winner? Snubbed the most. Okay, so I don't know who's went away with the most awards like it was interesting to me that like a movie like licorice pizza didn't get like any acting nods but then again you basically only had first time actors is like the big role and then like you had like randomly sean penn and bradley cooper um (laughs) uh so because of that i think like a movie like licorice pizza is going to clean up on pretty much every other like I can see because all right, best picture, best director. Like it's so rare for best director to not win the best picture. I mean, I think it happened actually recently. I'm trying to think when. Oh, I guess La La Land, Moonlight was the recent um, best dir- winning best director, but not best picture. Um, usually they go hand in hand. Nomad Land. Chloe Zhao won last, last year. year. I'm trying to remember who won the year before that. Uh, in 2019. Was that Green Book that year? It was the Green Book. That won Best Picture. Still haven't seen it. But okay. I, I still you haven't, haven't seen Green Book? But who directed God, that? What are we... Once again. That's a good question. <laughs> I was looking up um, who directed it. It's got... Uh, no, wait, no, no. Fairly. The Green Book was 2018. Because Parasite won in 2019. Best director and oh, best picture. Oh, you're right. And once again, there you go. Okay. And then you have yeah. the director was Peter Farley, who yeah. did not win best director. So, yeah, 2018. Who won mm-hmm. best director in 2018? Oh, Del Toro for Shape of Water. Oh, dude, I forgot that was when that, that was came the out. year that. And that won best picture, though. Shape of Water won best picture? Yeah, you're right. It Wait, what? I'm confused now. When did the Green Book win Best, pi- win best Picture? Oh, it was... Okay, so we're that was 2018. 2019 was Green Book. 2020. 2020 no. Because that's when the awards okay, happened. It's when Parasite, Parasite yeah, won Best yeah, Picture yeah. and Best Director. And then 2021 was Nomadland. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, I forgot that we... Yeah, and 28... So who won in 2019? Now the question is, who won... Oh, I think that was. No, it Green wasn't. Book. He didn't win Best Director. Oh wait, um, in twenty eighteen was Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. No, it was Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. Oh my gosh, dude, we're going back in time, and it's hurting my head. But he won, didn't they? Did they win Best Picture too? No, because that's when Green Book won. Everyone thought Roma was going to win Best Picture, oh, but then the Green right, Book right. came in and snatched it. I want to know, and I predicted that. I predicted that on our, and I think I might have. I don't know if I won that year. I think you were close. I think Laura might have still beaten us. Okay, let's let's calm down, everybody. (laughs) Um, But with that said, it is very rare for that to happen. I mean, it's clearly just happened twice in the past five years or six years that I can point to. um, But it's still rare. So when you narrow down the field here, best directing the best. Five movies in that field then are going to be Belfast, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So, and I think, mm. not that I have seen all these movies, I still think Licorice Pizza and Belfast are the leading contenders. But we'll see when we get to our predictions episode and after I've seen every movie. Um, so Fair. we'll get to that eventually. I want you to know I am pulling, if that's the case, Belfast all the I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm going to go in and be like, this better be better. Know. This better be good. <laughs> no. Uh, if it's just half good, I'm saying it's <laughs> <laughs> to me than Licorice Pizza was. So um, I'm on the big All right. Market. All right. Um, okay, Palmer, is there anything else you'd like to say about the Oscar nominations? No, uh... I guess Adam McKay hit us yeah, up. Yeah, Adam McKay. If anybody is listening to this who can somehow reach out to somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that knows somebody named Adam McKay, what? Do it for us, please. Um, 
I want somebody to pull an Adam McKay who isn't like the Adam McKay, but is also <laughs> named Adam McKay. <laughs> that would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, that would be pretty great. You know, exposure for the podcast. Uh, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's nothing else more to add. I think we can wrap it up. Um, all right. Well, so thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been the What You Got podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Bud. Joined with me, as always, the fantastic Jordan Palmer. You can listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to drop a follow where we get an ep- we have an episode every Monday evening usually. Check out our Twitter and social media channels. Palmer, why don't you give them one more time where you can find those? One more time, you can follow us on Twitter at What You Got Cast, what you spelled W H A T C H A, or on Instagram at What You Got Podcast, what you spelled the same way. You can also find us on YouTube. You can just type in the What You Got podcast and it should pop up. You should recognize our logo. And yeah, so we'll see you all next week.